everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Ron. And I'm Dave. Here we are once again in your basement doing a little bit of recording. It's been a while. And whose basement? Well, Ron's basement. Okay. I should clarify that. Maybe we're in everybody's basement. Maybe. Maybe we're in everybody's workshop. That's where I would prefer to be. Or car. Eh, that's not as exciting. I got bored with that. So let's move on. <laughs> Probably not as much RC stuff happening in people's cars. So we're going to continue going down there, huh? So we're going to continue going down there. What yeah. about RVs with a trailer? Maybe that's where they do their stuff. Well, that would that would be ideal, actually, because hopefully you'd be at an RC event listening to the podcast. Hopefully not listening to the podcast, because hopefully you're out flying your airplanes. <laughs> I could see in your mind after you said that, you're yeah. like, wait, that, that's wait, not, that's that not, doesn't make yeah. any sense. That's why I have external speakers on my trailer. Mm, oh, God. Yes. Drive people then away. Then everybody could listen. Huh? All five of them at once. Wow. So are we starting over or are we just going to keep this no, going? No, let's keep going. So it's been a while since we've recorded. So it's, you know. And you can tell. I apologize. Yeah, we're a little rusty. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I've been gone a few weeks with work. I uh, went to Tucson and kudos to the guys at uh, Tucson, one of the clubs there, uh, the field off of Valencia. I forget the name of the club. They have more than one there. Uh, really? And, and more than one airfield, which is pretty pretty sweet. Uh, but the guys there made me uh, feel very welcome, and they got a really slick setup, a nice asphalt runway, and the, and the pits are really, really nice. Why are you smiling and nodding at me? No, I'm just asphalt runway. It's it just, nice. I know. It just reminds me of something I want to talk about in a minute. Well, you should probably write it down so you don't forget. I Okay. So, yeah, thanks to those guys uh, for making me feel welcome. Um, one guy even offered to let me fly you know, one of his airplanes, which I declined. You declined. I did. I didn't know you ever well, declined. I do occasionally. It happens. Yeah. I've more, never seen More than it. you know. So. <laughs> well, I've never heard of it. So once is more than I <laughs> well, know. Well, there you go. So now you know. What, so what made you decline? Uh, just, I didn't, uh, I wasn't comfortable. You know, it's a new, new location. That's my point. It was a new location. And, you know, I didn't, uh, I just, I just, you know, I just wanted to observe, you know, is really what I, what I went. And I didn't have a lot of time anyway, because I was working, right? It's it's a work well, it's trip. Supposed so. to be working. Right. Although you have to have some time off. Well, this was during my time off yeah. that I was able to spend with them. But uh, really sweet setup, and not a tree or a power line <laughs> or anything for miles. Or I mean, corn like, or, or corn beans. or beans. Yeah, um, just a fantastic facility. And if you can imagine, you know, it's in a valley, right? Tucson's kind of in a valley, and the Catalinas, I think, is the name of the. The Catalina foothills, but they're mountains to us. They live for mountains. <laughs> um, but it's it's settled in this valley, and, and the view, there's just like these mountains all around. And, man, what a what a great setup they, they had. I sent you guys pictures of them. You did. I so. was surprised you didn't actually take anything to fly. Yeah, I, I totally could have taken the Ultrix. Uh, would have been... That would have fit on the airplane. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I would have had to have taken my transmitter also and a charger and, you know, all that other stuff that goes along with it. And I tend to pack light. So, and, you know, I just wasn't comfortable with the airline potentially losing my my transmitter that so, I've... No, didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Okay. Do you know where you're going before you go there? I mean, like, do you have an address? Yeah, well, yeah. You should send it. I like, totally could UPS have. it yeah, to I yourself. Yeah, I could have. And I've got an old DX6. But I, flown I don't, usually on these work trips, I don't know what my schedule is going to be. So I didn't know, well, yeah. I didn't know how much time, if any, I was going to have off. Because a lot of the times we do 24 hour ops on these, 
on these uh, exercises that we go on. Uh, so we do 12 on, 12 off. And usually by the time you're done with a 12-hour shift, it really ends up being 13 <laughs> hours because you have to do a handoff and all that for the shift coming on. And and then it's bedtime. And then it's, yeah, it's bedtime and, and I got to find some time to eat in there. And so I didn't I didn't know what my schedule was going to be. But I, yeah. if I had known what my schedule was going to be, I totally could have and should have. Um, Sent the sent the Ultrix and the transmitter and all that there ahead of time, but should have just bought something. Were there any hobby shops around? Well, I'm telling you, I totally I could have. Like, is that your new word? Totally, like, totally. I've heard that. Can so you many tell times. I've been spending some time with kids lately? <laughs> yeah. And by kids, I mean like twenty something year olds. It, yeah, those absolutely. are kids to me. But yeah, totally. I mean, that's like uh, seven. <laughs> Not right. that I'm counting, but it's just like he didn't usually say that. That sounds no, so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. It's funny how they how they tend to rub off on you, especially when you have to work so closely with them. Totally uh, for <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> millennials um, are fun. Well, hey, they, they're not I'm millennials. A millennial. They're not millennials now. They're Zoomers. That's 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 the new one. That's the that that like the new generation. That I think they're Zoomers. I've never heard of them. That's what they referred to themselves as. So I, whatever. Um, but yes, to answer your question, <laughs> there was a hobby shop there, and it it it's so cool. I'll talk about this for a minute, Dave. You probably remember way back in the day. <laughs> There was a, what? No, why, why are you always laugh just, when I... I'll go take a nap. It's fine. Well, you might remember, but you weren't in the hobby then. You okay. were alive then. Okay. But you weren't in the hobby, probably. Do you remember Rich Sorensen? He he ran a, a hobby counter, and it was at a hardware store, right? That was Black's Hardware. Black's Hardware, right. Um, well, you just don't see that. Anymore, like a, a hobby shop combined with another business. It used to be very common way back in the day. Um, well, you just don't see brick and mortar hobby shops as much as you used to either these days, oh, which is unfortunate. We but, don't uh, have one. but anyway, not only one, they had so they had this huge Ace Hardware. It's probably one of the biggest Ace Hardware's in like west of the Mississippi. I think that was actually their claim to fame this, this huge Ace Hardware. But they have a section of the store. Uh, blocked off just for our, well, hobbies, which I thought was just super neat. And it just really kind of took me back. Um, even when I was much younger and growing up in Taylorville, we had a, a hardware store that had just a counter with RC stuff on it. Um, but this place has not only one, but they have two of these things. Like the owner of the hardware, the Ace Hardware there has two Ace Hardware stores and they're both very large. And they both have hobby shops in them, which is really, really cool. That is cool. I thought, yeah. Like so, fully stocked? Do they have pretty much well, everything yeah, I mean, so, within reason? I mean, they don't have kits or anything like that because nobody has kits anymore. But they had a lot yeah. of, a, pretty much a full lineup of, of all the E-Flight bind and fly stuff. And really? They had some other stuff. I think they had a couple of Flex Innovations, Mambas or whatever there. I mean, yeah, fully. They had, uh, they had uh, the new NX-10. I think it was, mm -hmm. had a couple of those in the case. He had a full case of uh, hardware, like Dubro, Sullivan, like, yeah, fully stocked. Nice. Um, and it wasn't just RC stuff. He had, uh, it, they had, you know, model trains there. They had plastic models there. And they even had Lego, which, <laughs> you know, I'm a fan. So. Where, what did you spend more time in? Looking at the hobby stuff or the Lego stuff, which I guess is all hobby stuff. The well, airplane I, stuff I mean, or I, the Lego stuff? I feel like I, I gave each one a fair amount. Yeah. yeah. So did you buy any of anything? No, I didn't. Really? Um, well, getting it on the plane back home, you know, that's, uh, I know I, I could have, but UPS. Uh, I know you're right. Um, but I just thought it was really, really cool. And one of the locations just happens to be very, very conveniently located. It's like very close to the, to the field I visited, which, you know, I mean, how, nice how cool close. is that? Like, yeah. you know, you 
blow like up us. a glow plug or whatever. Well, it's just, you know, the hobby shop's like two blocks away from where the, where their field is, which is really is cool. very close. Yeah. Really, really neat. So nice. Um, thanks to everybody in Tucson. If uh, I didn't tell them, you know, who I was or that it was RC Plane Lab Tom or anything like that, because <laughs> um, nobody would know. Because anyway. nobody would know anyway. Probably. Yeah, yeah the seven. Yeah, I don't think any of our five <laughs> listeners live there. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. if anybody uh, from Tucson happens to listen to the show, just wanted to say thanks for making me feel welcome. It was. Uh, you should have handed them a really card cool. and been like, "Here." Yeah, I could have. Listen to this. I could have, but I'm. If you just, don't like it, you'll never see me again. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. But uh, but yeah, I haven't had a chance to to do much RC related lately, so I apologize in I've, advance for the rustiness of our conversation. Well, and that's yeah. So when we recorded the previous episode that came out, it was actually like halfway through our break. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been weird. Yeah. Like well, we have done some flying since then. Times. Yeah. Like we went a couple of times before I left, and then we went a couple of <laughs> times when I got back. Remember. It's so um, bad. The weather's been so hot and humid. Yeah. It's broken the last like week or two, though. Yeah, it's been really, like, really Compared nice. to what it was before, we went from <laughs> 90s down to low 80s. Yeah. yeah which it's been still gets really hot nice. in the sun. But you know something okay. I've noticed? It's a bit off topic, but out at the field, and I'm probably jinxing it by saying this, but I haven't noticed the bees. Mm-mm. Fred's been eating them all. Ah, good okay. for Fred. Well, thanks, Fred. Yeah. Like the little sweat bee things that yeah. we complained about so much. Was it last year? Last year or the year before. Yeah. They, they, they have not been as bad this no. year. I th- do you think not it has all. something to do with them rotating the crop like it's not corn on I top of us now? I began to wonder that. Yeah. So. Well, we should get, or ask them to do that next year. Yeah. Let's hey, guys, do, can you just do beans from now on forever. on these fields forever? Just, yeah. Just forget corn. Yeah. It doesn't make you money probably. anyway. Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a farmer. I don't know. I, I don't just know, know I don't like the corn when it's in front of us. Although the beans are almost just as bad. Yeah, not worse, apparently really. there's two airplanes somewhere out there in the beans that cannot be found. Really? Yeah. That's See, I bought a locator. But it's <laughs> it's literally in my box at home yeah. that it has never been in the plane. Yeah. Like that yeah. was a waste and of the 60 bucks, probably I think. dead too. No, I stored it outside. Oh. And so it's not actually in the locator. Yeah, so it's yeah, not gotcha. beaconing right now. Beaconing. But the awesome thing. Transmitting. If, Well, it's transmitting a beacon. So it's beaconing. <laughs> Beacons <laughs> matter. Careful, quick, and kind. But sure. anyway. Okay. So what's cool, though, is those little buttons, little batteries. Mm-hmm. If you ever need any of them, buy them on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They we are, bought cheap. I know. We bought like 100 of them for the same price as five in, at Walmart. <laughs> so I will never, ever ever need to buy more. I wonder what them. the shelf life is on those. I've had some know. for five years. I keep using them in my car remote. They're fine. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. There you go. Hmm. Amazon for the button cell batteries. For the win. Yeah. So locator, yeah. Um, Useless to me. In case any of our five listeners don't know what those are, it's a transponder that you can actually put in your airplane. It's a beacon. And if you have the beacon receiver finder it's a handheld receiver thing with these cool antennas that that come out and i'm motioning with my hands this is yeah antenna. that does nothing for people that listen it helps me though yeah um but you if you point this at it the signal gets stronger and if you you know you can you can actually find your airplane if it works is it is i like have yet to see it or something right? i have yet to see it successfully find an airplane in person myself now i've heard that it works great but i I'm with you on this one because you had not seen it. I think it was last year, and then somebody showed you, and it worked kind of. It was it was enough to get you in the general direction. Yeah. So we wouldn't be looking past it or. Yeah. Because, yeah. Anyway, 
when you don't know exactly where, like if you have a general idea, mm-hmm. when you walk down the field, that whole idea of where it is just goes out the front door. It does. True. Do you know who so makes those? To... I, I would plug them, but I don't know I who don't makes know. them. I could go look, but I really don't care that much right now. Well, you could put it on the link page. Oh, that reminds me. I like how you did that. That was good. So we have a links page up now. I finally um, had some time to do that. So if you anybody has any links they would have put on there, let me know. Yeah. It's a cool resource because I, I can't tell you the number of... That was a car going by. That was by. a very loud Loud car. one. Yeah, usually we can't hear those down uh-uh. here. But if uh, like the number of uh, websites and places like that that I have visited... Just because of what uh, some of our, uh, either our listeners or our interviewees have told us about, uh, it's crazy. So it's surprising, you know, that that information is just not easy to find for some reason. Well, and you don't think about a lot of times trying to search for new things to look for. True. So. Yeah, I didn't realize I wanted gliders until we (laughs) interviewed, you know. Jim O'Cam. Jim O'Cam. That's right. Yeah, so he's the one that first brought up. Yeah, so I didn't know I wanted a glider until you know he got on the show and he mentioned. I think it was. Uh, I don't even remember Esprit what. Tech, I think it was or something like that. Well, anyway, it was one of the websites he recommended, and of course I went on there, and there we go. You know, here we are, five gliders later. <laughs> <laughs> Which still sucks. And a high start with the high start, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. You know, I think what we should do. I know we've said it before, but I finally have everything switched over. We should take the golf cart out and we should try it that way. Okay. Well, that was easy. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's got a, it, like, it's a lot of walking. <laughs> like even, even taking the thing out in my car and dropping it off. And then it's still, I mean, I should have, I should have started my watch because it was a workout. Yeah. Putting this thing out there and getting it set up. And like we said before, you need to do it when it's hot in order to make use of the thermals. Thermals, yeah. Or else, well, 35 kind second of flight. yeah. But if we can drive down to get it, the the short flights don't bother me as much. So yeah. we'll Agreed. see. It's a good idea. We'll try that and yeah. see how it goes. Um, before I forget, you said guest and that reminded me. We're probably not going to have a guest episode next week because mm-hmm. I'm lazy. I will take well, the brunt. Not lazy. I will Just take the busy. brunt of this. Um, I don't want to get into it too much, but we Piper had some breathing issues as one is in the uh, in the hospital for four days. So that's why I am. She's doing better. She's doing better now. But Um, still, that was time away. And I just, it's amazing how quickly you get behind on things. And just, like, I am so tired right now. Yeah. I still feel like I have not fully reconnected from being gone on my work. Yeah, I can't imagine. home over a week. Two weeks. I mean, that (laughs) would. uh, Yeah. So so I'm going to apologize, by the way, to everybody now. This episode (laughs) is going to be one you probably want to fast forward a lot through. (laughs) Because well, I, I just, I'm not. I feel as though. So no guest episode next week. Probably not. Um, however, if you want to be a guest on the show. And we, we still, sorry, we still have people lined up. Yeah. Like I need to get in touch with. So it's not that we don't have anybody. So if you're thinking, right. hey, I submitted a, yeah. a, a guest request, whatever, a, you know. Be a guest. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the website, we still need to reach out to you. We know. We're sorry. Like I said, timing just really messed with us the last yeah. so ron will get them scheduled but also we in will. addition to I that will. if you want to be a guest hit us up on the website there's a be a guest uh form link, on there or link form. thank you mm-hmm. um and we would love to have have you on the show so and they're a lot of fun to do anyway they are at least i think so i yeah. i keep coming back what the heck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so let's talk about reflex so yeah, i mentioned you, you, i mentioned that on the discord one day and it's like it 
it blew everybody's minds. Like I thought this was a fairly common term. Okay, hold on. Let's let's tamper that down a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say it blew everybody's minds. No, there was a couple of people that were like, "What the heck is he talking about?" So reflex, of which I was one of them. Yeah, it's just a, it's basically just an uptick of the airfoil. Uh, if you can imagine, if you look at a wing side on, right? You, so you've got the leading edge at the front, obviously, and the trailing edge at the back, obviously. Um, if you draw a line from the leading edge to the trailing edge, um, you know, that's the cord line, right? Mm -hmm. So generally speaking, most airfoils sort of follow a, a similar pattern. Like the airfoil on the top of that line is usually kind of similar to the airfoil shape on the bottom of that line. Like the top half. On a symmetrical wing. Yeah, on a symmetrical wing, the top half okay. and the bottom half are the same, the same shape. Reflex. Symmetrical. Yeah, reflex takes the top of that wing and pulls it down, right? So now that you've actually got kind of a concave surface on the top and a convex surface on the bottom, so it looks sort of like a banana, if you will, kind of, you know, except fatter in the front and trailing edge, you know, thinner. So at the how back. do you add that? Well, you can do that a couple of different ways. If the airfoil is not designed that way, you can sort of artificially influence the airfoil by adding some up trim to both ailerons. ailerons. So you take the clevises and turn them out or in, however, however your ailerons are set up, so that you so that you move the ailerons. Instead of drooping, they are actually kind of up a little bit, and you can sort of cheat and get yourself a little reflex. And I forget the context of the conversation. I think we were talking about the twist. Yeah. Somebody I was talking about their hanging nine twist, and I don't yeah. remember what it was, but you yeah. said to add that. And what does that do? I mean, like, what? So to me, for, for, for the twist, uh, I, I had one, and it flew... Like, I didn't like the way it flew. It was nearly impossible to land the thing smoothly because it just kept wanting to float and float and float to the point it would just stall. You know, it would just, like, without any kind of warning. So adding a little bit of that reflex is, is almost like the Anti-flap. Yeah, the opposite I was going to say, so it's killing flaps. your lift. So it's, it's taking a little bit of, a little. Now, it's not a, like a drastic, you know, depending on how much you add. But it made that airplane fly more sport-like, and I had more control of of the the flight envelope leading up to stall. Does that make sense? Like it didn't float right up to the stall. Like it would actually sort of lose lift and fall before it would actually stall, which made it much easier to land smoothly. And it was a much better behaved airplane in general after I did that. So it's kind of like spoilers then on each kind wing. of yeah. kind of yep. Yep. Except okay. it's not just doing the killing. I mean, because you still have the the ailerons doing their function and still providing some, you know, some degree of lift, but just not as much. Yeah. Just, so that's reflex. Disclaimer, we're not aerodynamicists. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and I don't think we had to say that. I think that's yeah. pretty much. And some are, no, like no. really, really complicated airfoils, like let's take the Horton, for example, which I know. You don't have to say I'm not going to ask You're looking anymore. at me. No, I could tell I, what's was, going through your head. No. Anyway, yes. um, the Horton uh, at the root of the wing, has it's actually built into the airfoil. It has reflex. And then as you move out on the wing, it flattens out, flattens out, and then it's more of a symmetric shape at the... At the tips? Tips. Yeah, thank you. Um, which I find interesting. I don't know why that is. I imagine it has something to do with the weird shape of the airplane. But yeah, there's actually reflex built into the airfoil at the root. And then it gradually. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't easy to build, by the way. <laughs> I'll say that. Which oh, is wow. probably why I haven't worked on it in a while, because I it 
burnt me out because it was difficult to build. So moving on moving because on. that's Thank a you. that horse has been dead for a year. So reflex, yeah, that's what reflex is. And uh, if you uh, uh, want to try that on an airplane that is somewhat difficult to land because it just wants to float, try you know half a degree or one degree of deflection upwards of the ailerons, and that'll. Now, is that something maybe you could do like on a switch to test it out or is it not that well, different to try it? Yeah. You, I mean, depending on the on the capability of your radio and whether you have separated, you know, individual servos operating your oh, ailerons. I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah you could totally program, program that into your radio. Yeah. You could operate it as a flap, but just instead of using positive values, use negative values or vice versa. Yeah. It's just a flap in reverse. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Yeah. It's also very common flying wings. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Horton, that's what, that's what it is. So. Yeah. yeah. And why is that? Um, aerodynamic properties. Well, they're nothing but wing. Yeah. So, so they probably don't they want to have land a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, so there you go. Yeah. Interesting. So we joined the Monticello uh, Model Flying Club, which we've already talked <laughs> about that. No, I don't think we have. Have yeah, we? we? I think we did. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Well, then why do we bring that back up? <laughs> well, because uh, you went to the jet I, rally. We did. I went with Reggie. Um, it, yeah, I want a jet. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what you got out of that. That was my whole takeaway. <laughs> like, there is something. Okay, Ron now wants a jet. I don't. When I already told Crystal I want a jet, like that's kind of been my theme for the last week or however long it's been. Like, anytime she wants to spend money, I'm like, well, that's jet funds. I mean, we gotta, oh, we gotta be careful. Um, but there's just something about the sound and about watching a jet fly. I don't know what it is. But Especially it is, the big ones. Those are so much fun to watch. There were some huge jets there. Yeah. Some very pricey um, I'm sure. models that would make me, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I can't imagine flying that. Like, just the, the numbers are going through my head of, if I crash, I could have bought another car kind mm -hmm. of thing. I flew Ollie's jet there one day. One time, a couple years ago. Really? And uh, yeah, the whole time I was flying, it's like, okay, if this goes down, this is my expedition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one was that? It was a, a really large sport jet. I, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, it was quite large. Unbelievably good flying airplane, mm -hmm. though. I couldn't yeah. believe how nice it flew. How'd yeah. you get to fly that? Uh, we were at a fly-in there, and Ollie was there, and uh, was just offering people to fly his jet. And That's awesome. You can't pass that up. <laughs> no. I, I, what, buddy box or anything, I would hope. It was a buddy box. I mean, for his sake, I would hope. Uh, yeah, but still. I, yeah. Because he doesn't know anybody from anybody else that no. if he's just offering it to people he to fly. He let me loop it, roll it, fly it inverted. Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, it, it was just fantastic. It's like, wow, that's nice, but that's the same price as my expedition. No. Well, th that one was, but you can get entry level, <laughs> more inexpensive they are, jets. They are slowly. They are getting cheaper, slowly, but they are. I think what impressed me, though, like, okay, so I will admit I know nothing about jets. Like, You probably know more than I do, so that's well, telling you how I much might, I know. Because I do know this. To start them, it's all done on your transmitter. You program a sequence in. It has a brushless motor built into the front of it. It spins up mm -hmm. and gets it to a certain RPM before, I think it's before it adds any fuel to it. Then it has a glow plug that mm -hmm. ignites the fuel when it's in it. And that's how you start them. Mm -hmm. I think that's impressive. That must be new ones, because well, from, let's just put it: the ones they had at the jet rally. Okay, that's how I saw like they everybody. They just push a button, and yeah. off it goes. Like, that's oh, it's cool. time to go up. Bunk. 
and then you just hear everything go up. And I'm like, really? That's how you start them? That's pretty cool. Yeah. They haven't always been like, like I know a little bit, like I I know that when they first came on the scene, people were out there with like leaf blowers, you know, getting them to spool up and stuff. So They still had those, but after they landed to cool them off. Like you'd see see after they land, because as soon as they turn them off, like there's just all this smoke and and stuff that comes out the back of them. And they would go out there with their little Makita battery powered leaf blower and go into the inlet and that would cool them down. But I was, like I said. So here we go. Another, another new, what's the word I'm looking for? Discipline of RC that we need to learn. I think so. Great. And like, I can't justify I still haven't it. learned gliders yet. Well, I, this is my two-year goal, by my the My teacher's right over here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you, you doing Saturday, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm teaching class again, but it's dog classes. <laughs> well, that's not as fun. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's, well, but that's fun, too. It's t- well, it is fun, but I said not as fun. I didn't say that's no fun. Maybe not for you. Maybe Dave really, really likes that. Do you like it better than flying? No. See? Oh, so it. that's all I said. Dang it. Ron's um, right again. But with the Jets, that's Reggie and I decided, because I went with him, that that is our two-year goal that will probably not happen because we've seen how our goal for the trimotor went. Um, that's, that's no our, fault of our own, though. It is. Well, okay. I, I will take some of the-, the Some. But because the, like, I think between the two of us, I don't want to give up all my balsa. But I think mm. between the two of us, we probably would have enough to make a fairly big start on it. True. So. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. But two-year goal for both of us to fly jets at that jet rally. You and Reggie. Yeah, Reggie and I. I'm sure you'll be in on that I one. am not going to, I'm not going to set that goal for myself because You I, will fly one of our jets. Well, if whatever, we go. but I can't afford one. They're expensive they're not that bad they are terrible you're right i can't like i mean i try and tell myself they're not one, that like bad. even a um, inexpensive used one is a decent one is 2500 yeah on average easily. for a decent one and that's for that's low know, and that's a small one yeah usually that's so low. yeah that's just out i can't we're for a new one you're probably six to seven grand but i will i will be more than happy to watch you guys and help you in any way i can I will be more than happy to do that too. <laughs> so I think I need to get rid of a lot of my airplanes. Like I don't know. We'll see. This has been the year of collecting. I've I've we've been, come to notice that yeah, we've um, yeah. we've been steadily increasing our uh, hangar, not capacity, but like I'm not sure what the everything. Word is. Uh, we've practiced Jenga a lot more on there trying to figure out how to store yes. these things, which I'm failing because they're still everywhere. Literally, if you look behind me. There is no, it's my old yak. A very nice yak sitting on my counter. Still a good looking airplane. That is straddling counter space. And it flies great. I can't wait to fly it. I'm I went through it. I had to redo a whole bunch of stuff on it. Well, I didn't have to, but I wanted to. You wanted to? Yep. Wasn't happy with how the radio was set up because I'm so paranoid with all that stuff. I don't want to lose it. Well, I wasn't happy with it either. That's why I bought the board, which apparently didn't wasn't gonna work either. Oh, it would have worked. Oh, okay. But I have this one, so I wanted to use that one because it's better. Do you want the old one back, by the way? No. Just your power expander? Nah, it's okay. Okay. So I added my SmartFly EQ6 board to this one, mm-hmm. and that will be nice once it's all ready to go. Yeah. One of these days I need to go out and start it up and tune it and make sure it's all running right and all that. But I went through everything, checked all the surfaces, made sure everything was good. Um, so the SmartFly board is, the EQ6 at least, the one that's in here is way overkill because the the servos are not matched on any of these uh 
surfaces. So I bought it for my big yak that mm-hmm. has two servos on each aileron right. on the rudder. Yep. And then the elevator is split, but it's still two ailerons. And on that, you can match the servos. What? The elevator is split, but it's still two ailerons? Uh, I told you I'm out of it. Two I'm sorry. Two elevator halves. So the elevator is split, but it's still two servos. Two, okay, I got is you. what I was going. I got you. Call me out because, like I said, that we've well, been. I was I was tracking, and then you said that, and I'm like, is it, not are we making still talking excuses, about the wing but or? <laughs> after okay. I had like no sleep in the last. So, so yeah. Anyway, so anyway, one servo so, per elevator half. But still, yeah, it's yeah, controlled still, by the same yeah. channel. Yep. Um, at least that's how it was set up. So with the SmartFly board that I had, you could do all the endpoint adjustments, center point adjustments, and all that on that board. Yeah. Um, but this, like I said, the smaller yak, this is the Hangar 9 Carden yak, mm-hmm. does not have two per any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have to worry about servo matching on that. Actually, I take that back as the... I think the one. There's two on the elevators. Yeah. So one for each elevator. Um, so that's overkill, but I like the fact that it's got the... Um, uh, the regulator built into it, so I don't have to worry too much about over voltage and all that kind of stuff. If yep. I wanted to change batteries out and use actual, yeah, uh, like lipos, yep. And it also has the yeah, and you wouldn't have to worry about the receiver voltage either. Yeah, because so that's could still use older receivers with it if you wanted to, which is what I have in here. I think is an AR eight thousand. Yep, if I remember. Right. I don't remember, but it's not a it high voltage matter. receiver. It's not one of the new so. new ones. No, this is old. It has two satellites and all that. Um. But anyway, so it has that, and then it has the opto-kill switch for the motor, which is all built into the board, which is nice. Um, so I got rid of three whole switches, because I switches to me are another failure point. That's a, absolutely true. Which I don't like having so many switches on there. So this is a soft switch that will turn on the whole board, mm-hmm. and the batteries plug in directly to it. So I like that. Yep. Um, I will have to look into something different for my big yak, because this is what was in there. So we'll figure that out when I get to it. But like I said, this one looks like it's all ready to go. Just have to do a couple more things yep. and we'll take it out to the field. Now yep. that I have my expedition. You can. I can. And that one nice. that one will, will handle the grass with no problem, no matter how tall it is. I hope so. Because we went flying I recently. Didn't want to bring that up. Well, we can bring this up in a manner that is not, not accusatory. Yeah. Okay. So the the grass happened to be a little bit long. And it's been very wet. So. And it has been, yeah, we've had a lot of rain lately. So we have. Like you know, it grows fast and there's but anyway, um, yeah. So you took the small yak and well, I took the carbon Z yak, mm-hmm. which is a little foamy yak that Hangar 9 makes that ironically I got off of YouTube. It's mm-hmm. like I get all your hand me downs. Well, I wouldn't call them hand me downs. Hmm. Maybe. I didn't give it to you because it flies bad or anything like that. I just didn't have room. Well, you didn't give it to me either. Well, that's true. Well, you did kind of give it to me. Well, no, you gave me all your nitro motors. But anyway, (laughs) no, was that in that? I think so. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, That one, like, I I was having problems with uh, the AS3X on the ailerons. Mm -hmm. It was just very twitchy when I went fast. Oscillating. And I just, yeah, I could not, like... I was upset with the length of the grass because every time I landed, it would flip over. It did. And made me feel like a terrible pilot, even though it's not really my fault. Right. Um, So I just, I flew it twice, didn't get everything set up right. I will deal with that when the grass is cut again. Because I don't want to break it. I mean, like, that's the problem. Every time it flips over, I'm like, oh, that's one more smack on the back of the airplane. Yep. Making everything weaker. And to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. 
even my stick, my trusty old stick was having issues. I had 60 to, size yeah, stick. Yeah, I had to take it off on the on the road, you know. Leading, on the rock. Yeah, on the rock road. Which is up not field, good. Which is not ideal. No. But made it work. But yeah, grass was a little long that day. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, we don't need to say anything more about it. <laughs> but, but not <laughs> long enough to stop my Fokker that ran into your plane. Well, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to mention it, but since you did... You were having issues like, like you, that was the most trouble I think I've had, I've seen you have with a World War One airplane ever. This thing had a mind of its own. Like every single time. Tail would come up and as soon as the tail come up, and I know there's going to be torque and it's going to go to the left. This thing, hard 90 degree turn every time the tail came off the ground. Yeah. And I've, it's been a long time since I've flown this airplane and I know it's a little twitchy on the ground. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was... So I don't see Dave <laughs> flustered very often. No. But you were definitely I aggravated. I was not having a good time. Yeah, aggravated. This would be a good... So I'm going to take this time just to say Dave knows how to fly. Dave taught... Dave... Well, a lot of people how to fly. So he's very good at it. Yeah. So he's not like uh, this guy that has no clue what he's <laughs> doing. So to hear him say that this airplane has problems on the ground... Yeah. I completely believe him. Oh, yeah. It's not I, like well, you if could Reggie said that. Like, I would be like, okay, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> like, if Dave says it, I believe it. Yeah. So, putting that out there, like, yeah. trying to make sure that people don't think Dave's like Reggie Jr. You know what I mean? Well, no. I mean, I don't think anybody <laughs> it has, it's, it, it, it has occurred to me that ever since we started doing this, I've had more than my fair share of incidents. <laughs> I've gone for years without any issues. And then this summer. It's our bad juju. Yeah, well, I don't – like, your biggest problem has been one plane, though, and that plane is no longer with us. Well, problem solved. Yeah. Well. It took care of itself. Well, uh, we've had another incident. Yeah. What? So we went out, and you were – you know, you were – That's when with, I was up in the Piper, hospital. Yeah. Piper, yeah. And uh, so we were, we were going to have a night fly night. You know, yes. Was, and this is what sucks, by the way. I set this up. <laughs> yes. Like, this was my idea to go out there Friday night. <laughs> uh-huh. I had – oh, anyway. That's – I'm not – yeah. So, yeah, we, we uh, went out there and Reggie was there and I guess it was just the three of us, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Dave Dave took his big L4, which you would have loved. Oh, I know. I want to see that. It's like, that's... It's such a... That's a plane I would love to own one day. And I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. It has a yellow cow. So it's a, it's a green L4, mm-hmm. but it has a yellow cub cow. And of course, me being an idiot... Dave, you're not going to fly with that yellow cow. Well, <laughs> the model that it is actually modeled after, after actually, that's it, it flew with the yellow cow. But anyway, um, <laughs> he didn't get to fly it, unfortunately. What happened? Um, well, we put it together, which is a little bit of a hassle. It's There's a lot going on mm-hmm. with it with struts and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, worse than a lot of biplanes. Yeah. my uh, Honestly. My triplane is easier to put together than this thing. Yeah. Well, in that case, I'm mm-hmm. rethinking my anyway. wanting one. Anyway, we got it together. Um, and and I this is to f- a third scale. Sorry, this is a third scale. Quarter. So it's, oh, I'm sorry. I it's, thought it's it was quarter. Third. It's a big airplane. So it's quarter scale, then you're it's 100 like, inch? 108. 108 yeah. inch. 108. Big plane. It's a big plane. Yeah. Big plane. Pretty, though. So I'm at standing at the front of it, squeezing my fuel bulb because my gasoline can doesn't use a real crank pump like everybody else. I've got this old outboard primer that I use. It so works. I'm squeezing and squeezing and squeezing and building up my hand strength. Like I need any more <laughs> hand strength walking on crutches all day. But right. <laughs> I'm squeezing and squeezing. It's like, oh my Yeah, you were God. down there filling the tank it's for like, a long time. How? What's 
going on? So I go to step to the back of the airplane so I can look through the door at the fuel tank because you can see the fuel tank. At that point, I realized there's fuel running out the back of the airplane. Mm -hmm. Like not, not, not the just bottom, running. The just, back, the very back, like by the tailwheel. Yeah. And then seeping out through the entire fuselage and, bottom. And, and then, it's just dripping. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I've man. probably put 20 ounces at of least, gasoline. At least 20 ounces. Because that's a probably a 16-ounce tank. Yeah, it's a 16 that's and in And it there. was full. And it was still pumping away. Yeah. So Actually, the, the tank was full. No, the tank was not full. Not the tank a was drop, not full. Not a drop of fuel in the tank. Oh, that's right. It had all remember. bypassed. The fuel lines had broken at the tank. Oh, at the front of the tank, like yeah. the whole in time, the front of it, both of them, the, which was the really vent weird, and the fill line both had broken, and from squeeze one, I had been putting nothing but raw gasoline into in the, the fuselage, fuselage, which is, oh. is a big airplane, so there's a lot of fuel in this airplane, a lot of crevices. You pick up the tail, <laughs> and it sloshes. Yeah, the airplane oh, sloshed. No. Yeah. So what? What do you do? Like just let it drip. Uh, well, we turned it up on its nose and let it drain back t through the hole in the front. Yeah. Because uh, the firewall is not completely sealed up, so it was able to drain out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's running out all the seams on the uh, covering, the, covering. And the fuselage, mm -hmm. out any hole in the tail for push rods. Uh, there's fuel seeping everywhere. Mm -hmm. And what what's that covered with? Uh, that's that has not come in a coverall. Coverall with paint. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, got lucky it did not damage any of the paint. That's awesome. However, I did find that apparently— Gasoline reactivates uh, the sticket that you use to put the coverall on. Oh, with. no. Because now uh, the next day when I go to work on Sagging. it, I can't get the hatch off. It's oh. react. It's basically oh. glued the hatch. Glued the hatch on. Um, but anyway, we take a quick, uh, quick postmortem at the field. We yank the engine off uh, because I have access to the fuel tank from the firewall. Mm -hmm. Pull the hatch cover off. Pull the uh, fuel tank out. And there's no fuel lines attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Now, on the weird side, I've never had this happen before. You expect these fuel lines to get hard, brittle, and crack. These things were soft and supple. Really? You pull on them, though, and they come apart like a gummy worm. Oh, I'll be darned. I've never seen that happen before. They've always gotten crispy. Just crispy, yeah. I'll be now, is that the regular Tigon? It is Tigon, but it was the kind of clear stuff, not the opaque stuff. Mm. Uh, I had a bunch of opaque, and I had a bunch of clear at home yeah. and all of my clear stuff which older which used stuff was soft and gummy like that the, the opaque stuff was not yeah yeah that usually oh, just gets hard it's and then hard yeah. so I had to completely re-tube uh, the entire airplane uh, I brought it home stood it on its uh, nose opened all the doors up on it and put a box fan on it all night in the garage by the way it was a long drive home I'm sure I bet did you want to I was going to say, do you remember any of it? Because all the facts. <laughs> wonder how many brain cells that no killed. No kidding. Did you, did you get it out of the vehicle that night? Yes, I did okay. get it out of the vehicle right. that night. Um, Fred was a little loopy, but. <laughs> Fred the dog. I bet your garage smelled good for a few days. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it still does. Um, got that all taken care of. Uh, changed the fuel lines. Everything looked good. Uh we did pull the battery out of it at the field, yeah. uh, and I was a little nervous pulling that apart. <laughs> yeah, because that it was it had been completely submerged in an inch and a half of, of gasoline. Yeah, and what happens when you unplug things sometimes Ooh, that are gee, electric? They spark. Yeah, yeah. yeah Luckily, so, we it didn't. There was no sparks. Thank I, God. I I pulled it apart as fast as I could. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah. I don't know if fast is better or not, though. Yeah, I didn't want it to spark twice. The, yeah. Might get away with yeah, one. Might get away with one, but a second oh time, God. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, I, I've never seen a fuel tank do that. Like, I've seen lines break and, and that, but I've never seen two of them completely, com- completely come, off. come off. And you're right, there was not like a drop of fuel in the tank. None of it had made it to the tank. That's but it would have been a full scary. tank because you were squeezing for a while. I've been there a while. Yeah. And I know about how many squeezes, you know, not <laughs> counting, but I, <laughs> I know about how long it takes to fill this tank. Yeah. And after 20 minutes, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my five-gallon right. can empty? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Started full. So, so th- that safety, was safety message. Make sure we have a fire extinguisher at the field. Yeah. And if ever there do was- Do we, by the way? Yes, we do. Yeah, there is. Okay. Um, Where is it? If ever- uh, the old uh, frequency board. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is one of those small, like, under-the-sink ones. Yeah, it's oh, enough okay. to save it's your enough. butt for a minute or two, yeah. but then get away from it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this plays into, I mean, the end of the season is coming, so. Time for going check over Check out airplanes. those fuel lines because you don't want to fill up your, especially if you're doing nitro with the high oil content and that stuff, you don't want to soak an airframe with that stuff. Oh, well, this sure. airplane would have been really bad if that was nitro fuel. Yeah. Yeah, so. Another reason to stay away from nitro. Well, I mean, you know. I, I wanted to ask before we get way too far off topic, what fuel lines do you remember are in this this yak? Should be Tigon. They're yellow, but they're very silicony. I think I don't it's know that, how to word I it. saw that earlier. I think it's that solvent stuff. That oh, is sell. it the bright yellow stuff? Yeah. Yeah, get rid of that. That stuff sucks. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but it, I don't like that stuff at all. It That's collapses. Fine. It's flexible, oh, which is great. But, but when you put pressure on it or negative pressure on it, like suction. from suction, yeah. they collapse and close off your... Fuel supply. Okay. Well, I probably won't fly that until that's all done. Well, I've got, it just so happens yesterday, I went to the farm store and I bought eight feet of Tigon. Oh, did you? Uh, so if you need some. I will need some. Okay. But I'll also probably just need to get my own. Oh, well, okay. Because need- I had to replumb this B25 thing I'm working on. But anyway. I can't wait to hear about that. That's a fun one too. Next episode, I'll talk about it. Really? I want to get it running first. Okay. That makes sense. And then I can talk about how much of a pain it was to get it to that point because I'm not there yet. You will one of these days. Um, well, closing out on that, I just want to make sure everybody knows that I'm not this accident prone. <laughs> <laughs> You're really not. I can vouch for you. Um, Dave is usually, well, he's not usually, he's always the go-to guy if he's at the field. He's the guy we go to for any He's the guy you go to when you have problems, and you're Absolutely. the go-to guy for anybody else that so, doesn't have problems. But yeah, Dave is problems. not accident prone. He's he's a like he would be a professional, what I would call a professional. Thank you. Which, um, but unfortunately, because of his association with the podcast, <laughs> he's had uh, some accidents. So you just built him up, but I have to say the you one have to part. Take him down. Is that well, what no, you're I'm not going to take him down. But the one part <laughs> that I don't think we said. Correct me if I'm wrong. So you said you lost control over your uh, whatever that plane was you were flying that when you took off it had oh, the, the little forty size Fokker D seven yeah that yeah. little Fokker what uh, it was <laughs> a little Fokker that day oh my goodness sorry I can't <laughs> so what happened to it like you said you lost control and kind of ran off to the side but what 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 stopped you. <laughs> Um, well, the, the last time I tried to take off with it, um, I think it was, um, Tommy's S-Bock. Tommy's 50cc S-Bock is what stopped <laughs> Dave's so, plane from going dollar, $65 four-stroke powered toy. Oh, well, they're all toys. They're so, all toys, yeah. 
But funny thing though, I don't know how you lucked out to where you guys like you yeah. ended up going straight nose to yeah. nose. I mean, it was it was his uh, looked spinner. like a Higley heavy hub is what it, was it looked just like a hub, yeah, like straight into the spinner and like not not even a scratch, no damage, yeah, no. no broken propeller, no covering, nothing. <laughs> it, it knocked the screen out of my radiator. Oh, did it? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Oh, geez, I don't know if I can <laughs> fix that. <laughs> well, now. If that was me and that happened, I would rather have something happen to my plane than somebody else's. Oh, absolutely. I so, didn't, I didn't, yeah, but it's just I was, me. I was just I mean, scratching Tommy's well, plane was still unthinkable. It didn't, it didn't leave a, well, let's be honest. Let's get real here. That SBOC is not like the most beautiful SBOC out there. I don't know if you've looked at it up close. It's a 20 footer. It's a 20. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so even if it had left a scratch, I'm not sure I would have noticed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> but. Yeah, maybe. It depends where it is. Yeah, but I I mean, it it didn't, I mean, it's ready to fly again, so whatever. No damage at all. Well, you flew it after that, didn't you? Or did you put, say, I don't remember that, the rest of that night. I was kind of thinking you did. I think I did fly it again. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. See, no harm, no foul. It's just. Just feel bad. I did. It it did. I'm not going to lie. did make me nervous a little bit when I saw that D7 heading directly for it, but. Well, that would make anybody nervous. Yeah. I mean, like, no matter who's flying well, honestly, that what little I, Fokker. What I was thinking, I was thinking that my carbon prop was going to go through your wing. And I couldn't care less. Well, but I was that, ready to throw the airplane in the trash can at that point. <laughs> well, you, you, were, you were a little frustrated. That's, yes, yeah. he was. So, but anyway, yeah, that was exciting. Um, and I think the length of the grass might have had something to do with that, too. Yeah. And this airplane has no tailwheel, so it kind of has a mind of its own sometimes. Yeah. Just a skid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, they're harder to control that way, too. And you're right. Grass was tall. It was. Very tall. So what else happened? So we mentioned... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to no, say, go what else happened on the night that I wasn't there? Because um, you guys... You, we got bitten by mosquitoes. Like, as soon as the sun went down behind the trees, it was like... Uh, somebody had turned on a switch and let all the mosquitoes loose because they really? came at us with a vengeance. And they were attacking my hands. Yeah. While Dave was trying to fly, they were getting his hand. He took the um, really? the uh, radian, the night radian out. Um, not enjoyable. No. It's like, I, I'm done. Yeah. Now, was that your first time flying it with a new light controller in it? In the dark. In the dark? Yeah. Nice. I'd, I'd had a couple twilight flights with it, but first it, night. It did look really good. You guys I mean, actually I, flew at night night? Yeah, it was pretty dark by the yeah. time mm-hmm. by the time we got done done. But yeah, man, the mosquitoes were whew, That's vicious. And there weren't any at all before. No, none. It was weird. It's just like somebody had flipped a switch. Well, and it's probably all the, the rain. Well, I mean, definitely like, is the rain. We've sure. gone. Luckily, we've <clears> gone <throat> most of this year without bugs being bad. Yeah, like they've been bad before, yeah. and I've not noticed yeah. really any of them this year. I didn't so. notice the uh, buffalo gnats this year. No, there was a well. There was a little at my house, like but not compared to, at, but not yeah. comparatively speaking to like the last few summers. Yeah, they've not been bad at all. Not annoyingly. Yeah, I flew the the uh, the Ultrix. I had the little mini Ultrix there. UMX, yeah, UMX one, and then Reggie had a. Uh, he was flying the Cessna one hundred and fifty. The Cessna, that's right. And it, he we got like night, one kind of scaring each. me on nav lights only. I was yeah. gonna say he doesn't have a night flyer. No nav lights only. Just the nav, nav lights. lights. Yeah. He didn't, I mean, he didn't, you know, he didn't crash it. So it, you know. I'm having trouble seeing the fully lit. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, it's weird. You mentioned it at the field and I don't know if anybody else has this uh, phenomenon, but like when it got pretty dark, 
like looking at the airplanes, they looked grainy to me. Like my vision is like grainy. I don't know. It's because we're older. And that's probably it. Ron, kind of like here's your here's your opportunity to you know. No, because I'm there with you. Are like, you grainy as well? Well, I don't know about grainy as much, but I'm definitely at the point where if I have to read something up close, the glasses come off. Well, yeah, but I mean, as far as your your vision in darker, uh, you know, not so well lit. I don't know if I'd say grainy. Like I, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Like almost like pictures when you take yeah. pictures in the low light. Yeah. See, I don't get that, but I just oh. have a hard time telling like what's up, what's down, oh. what's coming at me. But even even your airplane, which was very well lit, I would say, I was having trouble. You know, I mean, I I knew which direction it was going. I could make that. Yeah, out I never had any problem with that, but, but it just wasn't crisp. Exactly. There was no detail at all. So you think maybe it was getting a little bit like not fuzzy, but. A little hazy out or anything? No, I don't think it was. Was it, hazy. it was pretty. Was it damp? I mean, was it like? Did you feel balmy or anything like that? It could really be. wasn't a super humid evening. Not really. I mean, it was a really it nice evening. It was more evening. pixelated than fuzzy. Yeah. yeah. Just well, you know, weird. I, well, no, that shouldn't have anything to do with it. Like my little Ultrix, I was actually normally I've like any other time I've flown it has been no problem at all, no matter how dark it was. But for some reason that night. Even mine just appeared, it just didn't. So if there's any optometrist listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> it just you, wasn't crisp. So how much of that gas did you guys inhale before that? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> that, hmm. Were you high? Hmm. And just didn't hmm. know it. I don't well, know. Hey, speaking of Ultrix, not to oh, change I was that. Gonna, okay. um, but uh-huh. we got a message from Rick. Oh, we did. Uh, read it. <laughs> it says, uh, uh Rick sent us an email. He says, uh, I've had the small and larger Ultrix. Uh, the bigger one is his go-to. Uh, he says they like to get five or six of them in the air at one time and hover around trying to see how close they can get to one another. <laughs> so that sounds awesome. That does sound a lot of fun. Except I still can't hover. I haven't like taught myself to hover yet. Well, you need to practice more. Well, That's yeah. definitely the airplane to learn on. Well, for sure. But well, I don't actually, have the big one. I have the small one. Does it hover as good as the big one? Because he says the bigger one is his go-to. Yeah, and that, I find that strange. So, okay, I, I have flown the big one a couple more times. Like, I have not had as much stick time on it as I wanted. Um, but it's been around the house here. Mm-hmm. So I haven't – I didn't want to mess with CG and all that kind of stuff, not knowing how it was going to fly, not having the expanse that you would at the field. Does that make yes, sense? makes so, perfect sense. Um, I just want to get more of a feel for it and actually get a couple batteries through it. I think it's going to be fun, but not for the exact same reasons that the small one is. Like, it flies really good. It's very stable. It's it's, it's a lot of fun, but just not – it's not as snappy. It's not quite exactly the same as the UMX one. Hmm. So okay. it's well, good it's to have bigger. both. Yeah. And you know what we always say about bigger? Bigger flies better. Bigger flies better. But I just said the smaller one flies better. So that's counter <laughs> to what we normally say. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll have to get Do some more. Do you think the bigger one st- would be easier to learn to hover because maybe it, it reacts a little slower? It might. If you I, want to learn to hover. That would like, be the one? No. Oh. The one that I've actually been practicing on quite a bit is that UMX Yak, like the profile one mm. that's made to actually teach you how to hover. Because oh. that thing is, I mean, I can't hover on anything else, but on that one, just with AS3X, I can hover. Really? It's very forgiving mm. airplane. Okay. I love that little thing. Maybe I'll have to fly that one. Yeah. It runs on a little 150 one-cell batteries. 
and it's just Come like I flew it like four times the other night, went through all four batteries I had, and it was nice. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about this. I'm just going to be honest, but L3 Industries, uh, L3 Harris, excuse me, um, Skywarden. Like, tell us, tell me about this thing. So I don't know much about it either, except. Well, you know more about it than I do. Well, Dave knows about it too, I think. Oh, does he? Yeah, I've seen a couple of YouTube articles on it and other things. Okay, well, I will tell you what I know about it, and then you can take over because I know very little. Other than I love the air tractor. Okay. Love the shape of it. Mm-hmm. And this is the military version. Oh, see, so, you do, you know quite a bit more about it than I do. So I don't know what that actually means as being the military version, but it's the military gray. It looks cool. With hard points. Oh, oh. oh so it's like a, I think they call them um, LSA, not LSA. Uh, it would replace the O2. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But with hard points. Weaponized. Oh, I like that. I Yeah, but that was just Greek to me. However... It's gray, so it looks really cool. So, do you think it would be? Do you think it would be hard to repaint an L tractor, an L tractor, an air tractor? <laughs> so it's funny it you that say way? that. This week's tool of the week. It's time for RC Plane Labs tool of the week. Airbrush and air compressor. So I brought, I bought on Amazon. Uh, it, it's a really cool cheap. So okay, you gave me an airbrush a while ago. Mm-hmm. I admit, I know nothing about how to power them, like what kind of compressor it takes and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of started looking around. I couldn't figure it out. Like, I don't know what size fittings you use on that. So I found Amazon for like 60 bucks was a really what seemed like a very nice air compressor that came with that, came with all the things you needed to actually start airbrushing. Um, so that's the tool of the week, and that's what I bought Silly because I saw that article and I want to make this into a military oh, okay. version. Are you gonna are you gonna post your progress on the Facebook group? Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, okay, ooh, and we can paint the A10. Hey, that was my other thought behind that too, honestly, because I knew I needed to paint that also. Well, um, you first need to finish sanding and smoothing, right? Before but it still paint. needs painted, Tom. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> that that A10 is my Horton. <laughs> is it though? I hope not. I, I think the Horton I, beats the A10 for the amount of procrastination that has been going on with that project. Well, I understand, but this is my procrastination you're, project. I got gotcha, you. So. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. Although your yak has been sitting for a long time too. That your, hurt. Your big one. That hurt a lot. Well, has it not? Okay. Have you noticed though? Did you notice You're, when you came over? I have started, I peeled. Well, peeled I'm the covering old. off. Yeah, that's a big step. <laughs> I took all the servos out. I need to go through and do a whole bunch of stuff mm. on it. But that is okay. my goal. Okay. But I can't. Okay, so. I like the idea of repainting the air tractor, though. I I, I really like, because I so wanted to do something. Off. Huh? I was going to go back to the yak. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not in the mood now. <laughs> no, so what oh, I was going to. Dave that, is so enthralled with our conversation that he's, he's is he looking texting at his someone? Phone. Yeah. <laughs> he's. That's, oh, he's okay. Uh, he's researching. Oh, good. I would prefer that as opposed to you know, hi <laughs> mom. How his are you? Mom, yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway. So I was pulling out my, like my plan. Honestly, I'm finally getting back into getting the yak done. The the big yak. Um, I wanted to go through, take all the uh, uh, servos out, and send them into Horizon. They're the old JR 8711s, mm-hmm. which were great, great servos. Great servos. Yeah. Stupid expensive, which is why I wanted them checked out. Yes. 
since we are members of the Monticello Model Masters, mm-hmm. some of the Horizon guys work there. Yep. Or, I'm sorry. Some fly of the there. Horizon guys fly there that work for Horizon, which is why the Horizon guys. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be weird to call you that, I guess. <laughs> oh, this has been a great day. Um, mm-hmm. And I asked, I asked one of the guys there if they still, you know, if I could just send them in and stuff. And he said, no, we don't actually work on those anymore. They have been discontinued. Well, they've been discontinued for a while, but at least they worked on them for. Yeah, well, they don't while. anymore. Now they so just I am they SOL, don't support them, and I don't know what I want to do. Like, honestly, the best thing to do would be get new servos. I need eight servos, and they are two hundred and twenty dollars a piece, I think. So, I don't know. We'll have to look it up and just kind of see what. I decided to do on that because I look at that and I think, well, there's my jet price. That is bad. I'm sorry. That is really, really cool. What is? You're not obviously talking about what I am talking about. Well, Dave just handed me his phone because this is what he was looking at. Um, Yeah. The Sky Warden. Yes. That is. Now do you see why I want to repaint mine? That is freaking amazing. I love that. That would be so cool. You should totally do that. I plan on it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Complete with bombs and everything. Or whatever those I are. could do that. Ordinance of some sort. Yeah. Oh, is that even by hard point? Like hard point yeah, to mount? Right. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Look at me learn. Yeah. So, see? anyway. You can learn at any age. But yeah, servos <laughs> for the yak. Serv- I don't know what I'm going to do on that yet. But I did find out. If I could make a recommendation. I would. I love recommendations. Um, Something that's made in America. Something okay. that is really, really super high quality. Okay. Um, Kind of silly expensive. Pro modeler. What's kind of silly expensive? Well, they'll be price-wise up there with the 8711s, but infinitely, in my opinion, infinitely better. Now, granted, I don't own any yet, but I have done the research and I've talked to a few people. Um, When I was in Tucson, I talked to a couple of guys that that had them because I'd been thinking about putting them, you know, buying them for the uh, trimotor project because I want good quality servos. Um, But, yeah. Before you buy any other servos, at least have a look at them. Um, well, I, really, I haven't really even decided speak. if I'm going to buy new ones yet or not. Okay. Like, I, that's, that's what's so hard, like, making that decision of yeah. new ones can break, too. That absolutely true. New ones can stop just yeah. as good as the old ones can stop. That's absolutely true. So, you know, these old ones, they're, they're good servos. Yeah. Until so, they're not. Until they're not. But yeah. that's the same with any servo. Any servo. Yeah. But some servos give you give you more... Yes, then no, if that makes no, sense. No, uh, yeah. And these, you worry less about them. This guy, I, the at, pro least, model at ones. least, yeah, at least yeah. look them up and, and read. I will. Because like I said, the, the ones I was looking at through Spectrum were like 220 bucks a piece. Well, these aren't quite that bad. They had De- some for like 180, but for yeah. the actual <laughs> you go, going all out. Yeah. Like it would high be nice. High voltage and all that. Yeah. Because you're not going to need high. Well, for that big one, yeah, you yeah, for the small one, I don't. But yeah. and that's the other thing. So I've I've been looking too. I haven't quite decided yet because God, it just hurts me so much to pull or to spend this much <laughs> money on a receiver. But they have their new PowerSafe receivers now for like three hundred and eighty bucks. I think it's right around there for the PowerSafe receiver with um, like three satellites. I mean, it covers a bunch of stuff. Built-in telemetry, which mm. would be nice for yeah. this big one. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting the twenty channel. It's going to be a little bit more expensive, but then I have some redundancy if I upgrade to an iX20 later. Yes. Because mm-hmm. for that price, I mean, there's really no reason not, 
or to, to just stick with the the fourteen channel one. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. So I don't know the the one. Okay, way off topic, but I was excited about this because I asked him on at Horizon. So all these other ones, you know, you used to have a Matchbox. Mm-hmm. This is going way back when you had two ailerons yeah. or two servos per aileron mm-hmm. control service. Yeah, the Matchbox that you had to do. Well, I got rid of those by replacing it with the Smart Fly board. Mm-hmm. The new receivers. You don't need any of that stuff with the IX12. I don't know about it. I'm sure the IX20 is the same way. I don't know about the DX series or NX series. I'm sure they are. All the servo endpoint adjustments and middle point is done on the receiver on the uh, transmitter. transmitter. That's pretty cool. How cool is that? It's very cool. So that simplifies things by so much. That's one less thing to go one wrong. One less. One less connection to to yeah. to go bad. So I'm a big fan of simplification over that kind yep. of stuff. Yep. No, so, I like it. Yep. Anyway. How are we doing on time? We got time I'm, for uh, the, the tent story. I love yeah, this. Yeah, if you love the story, go so on. I, we'll, let me re, let we'll, me. We will let this one take us out. How's that sound? Okay. This yeah, will be the, unless Dave has anything. We're gonna go I'm out. Good. We're gonna go out on a hilarious yeah, story. This is awesome. So Jeff Arsenault, um, he was been a guest on the show. He uh, has. Really, really, really cool guy. Uh, he sent us an email. He says, Hi guys, I thought I'd share something you haven't seen before. So I'm always up for something that I haven't seen before. Now, when I read that, I'm like, how does he know what I have seen and what I haven't seen? Well, he and knows. And so I'm thinking, okay, here we go. What is this story going to be? Yeah. Okay. All right. So he says, if I live to be 100, I won't see anything crazier than this. So right away, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe this is something, right? That piqued my interest mm-hmm. also. It, the, it's up there. <laughs> the Rhode Island Aeromodelers had a two-day fun fly camp out last weekend in celebration of National Model Aviation Day. Which, by the way, did which, you fly for that day? I didn't even know that was a thing. I think it was the 13th, maybe? Mm, it, was a, it was a Saturday. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. So, But I do now. Uh, he says, a bunch of us camped out at the field and had a steak fry that evening. Also, something I am not familiar with—a steak fry. Sure beats our hot dogs. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's hot dog fry, like for people that have more money than us. Ah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Uh, he says uh, this was followed with a pancake breakfast the following morning. After breakfast, one of the members was cleaning up and broke down his ten by ten tent. Uh, he moved it out to the middle of the parking lot to dry out in the sun because probably the dew. You know, ours get that yeah. way too. He says, we had a crazy burst of wind blow through the area around 1030 on an otherwise calm morning. Airplanes were scattered everywhere. The wind somehow inflated the tent and it got caught in an updraft. It easily rose to 150 feet, flew over a densely wooded area, and was never to be seen again. The <laughs> UFO-looking thing in the photo is a 10 by 10 tent. So he sent us a picture and, oh my God, I laughed at this. <laughs> I, I probably laughed at this for a solid 10 to 15 minutes because I've never, he's right. I've never seen anything like this. And it does look like a UFO. It I'm does, pretty sure it, this is going to be on the Secrets Unknown or something. Yeah, it totally does. And here's a picture. <laughs> and you could tell it's quite a ways away because it's a 10 by 10 uh, tent. 10. And in the picture, it looks tiny. So it's a ways away above the trees, just in stark contrast <laughs> out there completely by itself in the sky. Like, so I, yeah, I love the Hilarious. fact that somebody thought, "Oh, there goes my tent." <laughs> yeah, I need my camera. <laughs> yeah. So I will put that on the on the website. By the way, the, yeah, the, picture. the picture. Yeah, you um, got to. And he goes on to that say, is "Such a great picture." Yeah, it's an awesome story. He says the guy that lost the tent fully admits it's the best two hundred dollar story he'll ever tell. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he says, hope you enjoy and are having a good summer. Uh, glad the show is back, Jeff Arsenal. So thanks, Jeff. Uh, absolutely never seen anything like that. Now, we, no. Dave and I have talked about it. And yeah, we've seen tents destroyed. Like you know, when a wind, like stuff, an easy up yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, rolling across the field. Yeah, yeah. But I have never seen one go flying away to that never high. be seen again. And that high. That, yeah. Oh, man, Imagine hitting that with your glider. Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> you would It'd be ripped the so wings high. right off. Oh, yeah. Of it. Oh man. Dave, what's it like to fly a glider and have the wings get ripped right off of it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, but you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hit them while it's boy. fresh. Yeah, Sorry. sure. Well, that's all I got, guys. I just <laughs> wanted to too. end on that. That's an awesome story. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I legit giggled at that for like ten minutes, looking at the photo, reading it. You know the the yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, it's been fun. Um, yeah, it's good to be back in the studio, basement, whatever. Yeah, whatever basement we want to call studio. it. Oh, that's how about that? Our recording area. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully flying this weekend and uh, closing out the summer by closing out my spreadsheet. I was going to say summer's not that close to being over, right? Well, no, but I mean by the oh, time this airs. Me. I mean, it'll be fairly close. Two days, by the way, is when this Oh, okay. Is. Well, never mind then. We, we got are plenty not of time ahead. left. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, until next time, guys, I'm Ron. I'm Tom. I'm Dave. Good night. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.